Yes, yes, sir. The British and Irish Lions tour is coming up. First game versus Japan this weekend. It's going to be exciting. A few weeks ago, myself, Aaron and Sam chose a test 15 for the Lions. Our test 15. And this is what I have for you today. I thought this was a good time to put it up. In preparation for the the first test, the, for, the first game of the tour. Just in case Warren Gatlin needs some tips. Um, this I'll, this will be uploaded just in time for him, basically. Um, one one point I need to get across. This was recorded pre the Andrew Porter injury, a very unfortunate injury. Um, so yeah, just bear that in mind. And you know, Carl Sinclair is a serious addition to the squad anyway. So yeah. Let's have it. Lions test squad. Enjoy. The hunted could become the hunter if you're not careful. Well, this is it. The wolf at the bottom of the hill is a lot hungrier than the wolf at the top of the hill. Yeah. And it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. It's all about oh. heart. I think I fouled. <laughs> I went down for a bit of a run the other day, doing some sprints, trying to get the fitness up for football. And um, after like oh, 30... 40 seconds I was like out of breath and my legs were sore and I was like what were you doing you were doing sprints this yeah just like roots and stuff trying to get the the ankles in and I felt so unfit I was like fuck that a year of regression were you you doing like a straight sprint and then walking back or were you kind of jogging and sprinting around corners? Uh, I was doing some corners. Uh, sprinting and walking. go You see, when you play, you win. And then... Um, how did the shin splints feel? Did you get any, did you get any of that? Nah. I was running grass, so it was grand. Smart. Yeah. Nothing worse than shin splints. I mean, there's plenty worse, but you know what I mean. Shin splints can be debilitating to a point where you have to stop running, trying to recover, Mm. then you have to get back on the horse, suffer the pain again take a break you have to build it up that's it because you know as Aaron will tell us it's probably just it's overloading your work too too much too soon 
and the only way to cure it is rest. Yeah, so Aaron, what is shin splints? It's kind of like sustained cramping of the muscle responsible for lifting your toes up when you run. So oh. if you're running and you didn't have that upward motion, obviously your toes would drag along the ground, similar to if you're wearing flippers or something like that when you're running. That um, same muscle we were chatting flippers. about with Alex Smith. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Well, I was just using the analogy flippers because if you, or even if you're running with shoes too big for you, you know the way your toes just drag along the ground or, you know, that kind of way. Hmm. So on hilly or uneven terrain, that muscle is kind of taxed more than normal. And then especially if you start running for a while, for a prolonged period when you haven't done it for ages, um, it kind of flares it up more so but like sam said it is just an overload injury and a combination of rest and graduated exposure to whatever task it is that's provoking the pain will cure you in in no um no time right and if you were to run on a hard surface uh does that affect the muscle in, in the same way because there's like a uh, like a tougher uh, there's no like bounce it's not um, and perhaps the increased ground reaction forces from a like a concrete or a tarmac may contribute towards this mm. um, yeah it's hard to say for sure I guess I always seem to get it whenever I have got it it always seemed to be on like concrete maybe you're running faster on concrete could be that, yeah. Could, could we do your footwear as well? Could could it also potentially be when they when they talk about those small micro fractures in your shin bone? That's what I think the myth is, is it? Hmm. Are you asking me or Jeff? <laughs> it's it's on me. the table. It's it's on a piece of paper written beside the cards on the table. Like snap. Yeah, so now Sexton. Did you see that coming? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I had it coming because where is you he? You had right? it coming. Where is he? He's not playing for, against La Rochelle. He's older. He's going up against South Africa. You think he's... Uh, he's I'm surprised he used goods. Yeah. I don't when, know why I'm going along with his betting. When you've got yeah. those other guys, Bigger, Farrell, Finn Russell, sitting mm. there ready to go, why take, you know... Yeah. When you're trying to get as much continuity as you can, guys training together. Um. Why? Why? You know? Why take that risk? Well, yeah, it's funny you say continuity though, because uh, I don't know who was I was listening to. A couple of pundits were saying that Gatlin would be looking for two or three tens who play a similar game, so that the lines can be consistent. And 
Russell is the most like unpredictable ten in the Six Nations. Then bigger, he's pretty predictable. You could say uh, a little bit more creative than maybe Sexton or Farrell. But and then Farrell hasn't really been on form. Not that Sexton has been particularly on form, but I don't know. I think his experience will be missed. But I mean, mm. how much does experience count? Playing everything. Playing ability is surely more valuable in the current as opposed to past experiences. Yeah, yeah. He can't finish a top-level match without getting injured for Leinster yeah. or for Ireland. Yeah. He played well yeah, in the Six this, Nations. This is How many games did he play in the Six Nations? Three. He was injured for the other ones and went mm-hmm. off injured in one of the matches he played well in. So, Is he still out? He hasn't played with concussion since he got it for Leinster against Boom. Exeter. That makes that makes some sense then, yeah. Yeah, so rant over, but I mean, I mean, Farrell is a big, a big Becky anyway. Base high flush, well. Farrell Farrell likes a big game. He'll turn up. Yeah, good defensive. It's him. Six games to. It's him. Five or six games to. Fucking get stuck in, get off (laughs) of line, smash him. Fucking up, off, smash him low, T-Bag. Get him, lads. Eh, we got to get stuck in, lads, eh? Yeah. Ugh. Was bigger with the lines last time. Yeah, he actually went up at the HIA after 20 minutes today. Oh. Today? Today. Well, this is it. Every year, they call the lines and... There'll be a multitude of changes through injuries. Inevitably, yeah. Like if you look at that 2009 wow. Lions tour, Alan Quinlan, Jerry Flannery, Tommaso O'Leary, three guys that were meant to be going on the tour. Yeah. Didn't go. Well, look who went on the last one as a kind of product of those circumstances, James Haskell. Mm. There you go, the bull haze. Billy Vunapola dropped and Haskell brought in. It's not exactly a like-for-like swap. Oh? Is it pronounced Vunapola or Vunapola? Ooh! <laughs> Sorry. Is it a Toje or a Toji? A Toj. <laughs> it's like Doge. That's a fold. Well, any other talking points there, apart from the omission of Sexton, which we can kind of ascertain is fair because yeah. of his lack well, of current form. And also, the nature of the injury that he has, it's a brain injury. It's not like a dodgy hamstring. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to O'Gara in 2009. Kick it out! Kick it out! All he'll do is fucking kick it out! And then, because I was listening to him talk about that again, and he... He he does he he did say that he was concussed at the time. Yeah, he doesn't remember that. No, he got completely steamrolled. the last like half or something. Kind of scary. Yeah. Any other contentious points um, you think, Jeff? I because I was thinking, Saxon would go. For whatever reasons his experience mainly and then I was thinking Conor Murray wouldn't go because 
he didn't have a great tournament and he's kind of one of the slower scrum halves. But then I was like, he probably is the best scrum half for defence and Gatland likes a good defence, especially against a big, the big spring book. What do you, yeah, what do you my... reckon, Mary? Do you think he'll start? Test? I think he will. He's, I think his form is picking up. Yeah. He's, he played in... Well, I saw him in that Leinster match. He did seem to be kind of... Yeah, picking, he's picking himself up a little bit, and then he he is he's another kind of big player. He likes he 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 likes to turn up. Mm. You know, like the New Zealand matches where Ireland won, he turned up big time. He turned up in the last Lions tour. He turned up, scored. You know, he's he's when he switched on, he's a very very clever player. Yeah. Um, like even thinking back to when he scored that try against it was in the Heineken Cup quarter final or something. Um, it was against the French side where they were have they had a rook on their own try line, and the ball oh, yeah. rolled back, and he had the wits to jump around the rook and, and mm. touch the ball down. You know that that kind of nous is very very valuable when it's yeah. in these. You know, three essentially comes down to two matches. Like the first two matches is everything. So. When you need those very very fine margins, and you need all the help you can get. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the experience there, I I do get it in fairness, but Murray was injured for the large part of this Lions block, but in the last two years of it, he's actually come into form. Where Sexton was the exact reverse, he was like World Player of the Year in 2018, was very good in, you know, 17, 18, 19, and his form since then is kind of declined whereas Murray's the mm. flip the exact opposite I'd say and he was the starting nine from the last tour so he has that credit exactly I, I did listen to <clears throat> some analysis I think it was oh I think it was only James Haskell Mike Tindall and Alex Payne their podcast but they, they didn't stop talking about experience as as being an asset for you know for winning these matches, almost to the point where being a good tourist and being on previous tours would overrule form. But when you look at the likes of Sam Simmons, Sam Simmons, mm. that's a perfect example of picking a guy who's on form, even though he's not even playing international. Yeah. So it's a mixture. Probably. Of on I don't know the most form and. English rugby without He being scored fifteen tries this season. Yeah, he's yeah, and I was I watched a compilation of it. Like they're good tries as well. The wheels on him. Yeah, yeah. So fast. Powerful, fast, good and open play. I mean, if you had your hit if you had Sam Simmons at eight, Justin Chiprick at seven, and then maybe Tyg Byrne or something like that on six. Or Falatow. Yeah, what a dynamic mobile hmm. back row. Now, they'd probably get stuff and knocked out of them if they were in defence for a bit, and they wouldn't get very far in attack against the Springboks, but they'd yeah. run rings around them. I was watching a bit of Squidge Rugby because I think his analysis is unreal, and he was saying uh, Gatlin's number eight, uh, as you mentioned, he has picked, who has he picked? He's Simmons, picked as you said, Falato. Jack Conan. Conan, yeah. And Tom Curry. Yeah, those, 
those main three he was saying are used on the wings a lot, whereas a lot of number eights like the stand the standards and the Billy Vonafolas are like used in tight, whereas these guys he's picked are used on the wings. So it's like they want to play quite a wide game, and then the centers he's picked in Aki Henshaw, Harris. Uh, even Van Der can take take the carries in the centre of the field to replace them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite an interesting point. I guess so. Yeah, like as much as there's like fan uproar over you know he wasn't picked, he was picked. Mm. It's all down to the coach's preference and how they'll fit in with his game plan, kind yeah, of exactly. irrespective of their form to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a a best squad from the Six Nations. It's like one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But by the by the same token, some people people played so well in the Six Nations that they couldn't be excluded. Mm-hmm. Like Ty Byrne, Hamish Watson. Your man Van der Meer was very good in fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie Henshaw. The... Hamish Van der Meer would be would be Zamet. on the same side as Colby, won't he? If he's playing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he's playing, but that's uh, that's quite a match. He's such a big meathead, though, isn't he? The size of him. <laughs> he's fucking huge. Well, he's he's a South African, isn't he? One hundred percent, yeah. I'll put it in the chat. <laughs> like when you're on a teams meeting, you have to put your hand up when you want to ask something. If you're polite. Think of plenty of people that would just blurt out what they want to say anyway. Certainly not me. You guys know me now. I'm quite quiet and <laughs> reserved until uh, my turn to speak. Oh, wow. Whoa. You're wow, indeed. Saved you. I mean, not saved you. You won't. Baron Square. Aaron, do you think you'll go back to rugby? Yeah, train starts on Wednesday. Starts on Wednesday. For old Wes. Is that, is that for old Wesley? Yeah, junior training. Nice. Ah, that's good to be back then. And when do games start? Do you know? Uh, not for ages, I'd say. Not for a few months or a month or two anyway, but yeah, it'll be good fun. That'll be tough enough now if you're looking for a call up to the Lions and you've no games. Like exactly, it's not ideal. Hopefully, with their friendly against Japan, I might get drafted in for that in advance of them departing. Old ways are having a friendly with Japan. Oh no. Well, at least Sam will get in some games. Um, there's a chance there at least. Well, this is the thing that somebody said about CJ Stander is that he he'll probably keep himself fit and if they need mm. somebody to get there super quick oh well here's a here's a guy oh he'll so already be there so i've got already yeah yep cj is already going to be there so if you need a back carrying, rower, if someone just like carried into walls in his garden or something yeah when an immovable object meets an irresistible force cj standard runs into it <laughs> It's like, do you know in The Simpsons where there's like the 
Homer has to get together with all his family and they've got like saucepans on their head and they're running into each other. <laughs> That's CJ Stander at home. <laughs> the saucepans he used the for the those Boar Wars sausages. Oh yeah, the big wheat, the big, <clears throat> the one that they roll like it's it's like mm. a yeah, yeah, it's in a, a wheel. And that's how they cook it as well. They just cook it like that. Yeah, they don't they don't unravel it. You're getting two sides cooked. That's a pretty big, pretty big call for the summer. Yep. You know what I was thinking about when I saw that Johnny Hill had been included. The worst beard to ever be picked in the Lions. <laughs> well, you do need a big scary mullet man on the team. Um, Is he scary though? We met up against Sneeman. Oh Remember yeah, we, we did him? actually. For Jeff's birthday, we were in. Um, that place oh, was he there? Dices. Bristol. Yeah, he was on. Was the he, extra, I wouldn't have known team. about him back then. Yeah, he he was um. That he played in the next Exeter game where they got absolutely whooped by Leinster in the Aviva Stadium. Yeah. Uh, in some Heineken Cup pool match. Oh. And we went um. We went to uh, was it? Yeah, it was your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Crystal. We yeah. Crystal. Yeah, and. Yeah, and there's some Exeter boys there. Oh, and the Christmas suits. Yeah, the whole team was yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Waldron. Thomas oh, Waldron. He was the star and of the show. Johnny Hill. He was a big time. Henry there. Slade. Henry Slade, Dave Dennis, Jack Noel. Jack Noel. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing Johnny Hill, and I was going, "Jeez, he's fucking massive!" Like. <laughs> he was huge, yeah. And what and like what I was thinking with. When when you bring a player like that down, so realistically you've got two starting, one on the bench, and you've got one guy who's going to be, you know, your spare man. I was just kind of thinking that when they're they're going to be training so much, you know, between now and the the first test, they they need some decent opposition to actually train with. So I was almost thinking like. It's not a bad idea to try and bring just a big guy like that who is aggressive, who is a bit of a nuisance, and just to have him on the training field. Yeah. As an as an asset that way, like because or use a Toji, use a Toji and him as like as a yeah. annoying. Yeah, and and just you know try and get the rest of the guys to train against that because I can imagine on previous tours where you're you're up against a team that's completely. Like playing a completely different style to you, are you're trying to work, you're trying to practice against what you're going to come up against. Okay, you can do that through physical conditioning, video analysis, but actually getting that out on the training pitch. If you can match some big men on your own um, training park, surely, surely that would help. Mm, yeah, most definitely. Surely, Alan Wynne Jones is starting, and the, the and next then... the same. Sorry. That could be the same said for Van der Merer as well. He's a big fella. I just realised I'm looking at the wrong lineup. Because James Ryan wasn't picked, was he? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's not. 
And then there's Danny Kerr. Are you a journalist, Jeff? Are you a journalist? Danny Kerr's in this team. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, I'm trying to see, is there anyone else? Josh Navidi. Ben Young's is an interesting one. If you had picked the Lions team last year, he probably would have got in. Yeah. Before when they lost to Ireland. Oh, um, one of the things that I can't get over is how <clears throat> South Africa haven't played a match since the World Cup. Yeah. That is outstanding, yeah. like. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What have they been doing, like? Well, they pulled out of the rugby championship just bef- as COVID was hitting. And then New Zealand and South Africa, or sorry, New Zealand and Australia did their own one last year. So, yeah, it is weird, very weird. Well, I wonder when they'll get together. Saffers? Hmm. Not sure. They're in the uh, the Pro 14 Rainbow Cup or whatever it's called. That's such a joke that they're not coming over to play the European teams. But, um, no. Hold on a second. When's work. the first test? Is it end of June or July? Uh, June... They're playing Japan, or yeah, it's not the first test, obviously. Yeah, Simmons is such a good pick, just even for bands like that's just such an exciting mm-hmm. line. Who has seven caps for England? I don't even know when that was. Was that like a good few years ago? Yeah, three or about three years ago, I'd say. I don't remember seeing him when Vina Paula might have been out with his arm injuries, and it kind yeah. of seems a little bit. Do you know why Eddie Jones and Warren Gatlin's? always had this like to and fro sort of thing it's kind of like Eddie Jones won't pick him but now Gatland has it's like a middle finger up to him yeah ah they're playing 24th of July right so they've got the 20 so the 24th of July to pull a team together they've almost nearly got less time as the Lions but also there could be a conspiracy theory that they've been training together undercover somehow but so many of their players play in Europe though and Japan yeah but it'd have to be undercover wouldn't it yeah true they'd probably meet in northern Africa somewhere (laughs) northern in Tunisia or something yeah Morocco and have maybe even Gibraltar the French boys just get a quick flight down to Gibraltar and then they have like a two week training camp (laughs) with Razi Razzie's a sneaky bugger. He'd sort something like that out, wouldn't he? Oh. Let me tell you the story about my poops. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear the babies, Jersey. Shouldn't be joking about emotional. that. But it was emotional, in fairness. He had no names on his jersey. He had, he had no photos pictures. of his family because they're all, unfortunately, deceased. Yeah. Razzie's a good guy. He was on Off the Ball for an interview, yeah. actually. Um, was he? With, with who? Owen. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, the banter was weak. Razzy likes banter, but it's not... Um, he, he needs he needs someone else that can reciprocate, you know. And Owen wasn't the man. And uh, 
apparently he was getting abuse. Well, not abuse, but like he was getting plenty of slagging from monster people for leaving and stuff like that. Yeah, they called him like a turncoat and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who um, the good, the bad, and the rugby had on their podcast actually last week or the week before? Bobby. No. Bobby Stridgen. Oh, a rope. Oh, that was a good yeah. one, actually. Listen to that. Um, what a gig he has going yeah. on the Lions tour. Getting, he probably gets paid tens of thousands, I'd say. Yeah. Like yeah. Fee. His fee. You couldn't, like a fee would be, it would be weird if the fee was like less than 10. Yeah, no, it would, yeah. Because yeah. all the player bonuses are like, like the the Lions players definitely get paid um in the tens, you know, maybe more than Yeah, there's around. huge money in that I think. And they'd want so, to be as well. So what a gig for him. You know, he's gonna pick up tens of thousands, um, he's gonna get on the tour with the lads, see all the matches. Obviously he ha- his job, he does have a lot of responsibility in terms of the finger can be pointed at him quite <clears throat> quite easily if the lads are tired or if they're not. They you can just get roped to get them better. Just hit them with the rope. Hit them with the rope, yeah, on his head. <laughs> you wouldn't want a gammy eye or a sore bum with him, would you? It must be. It must be an impressive bit of, uh, you know, yeah. It must be before all they talk about it. Yeah. Has your dad seen that? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Um, and he's then a wrestler the... as well, is he? Yeah, he yeah. used to be, yeah. Oddly enough. Big wrestler. The thing that um that got me onto thinking again was about Rala. He's going yeah. on it as well, actually. Is he? Yeah. 74 years young. Oh, my God. What a lucky bastard. <laughs> he was on the last one, wasn't he? He's been on the yeah, I think so. Or has he been on the few? He's been on three or four in a row, I think. Oh, well. Yeah. And he, he'd get a nice little fee as well. Um, now, his job is definitely go crack. Bagmaster. Yeah. yeah, that's a good job. Like, that's... Oh. I'd love to do that. The logistics of moving the gear, having all the kits, all their kit ready for each day, having the, you know, the, the training gear the match day kits yeah and the then special requests <clears throat> the special requests <laughs> <clears throat> jeff if you were in his shoes how far would you go to make sure alliance prepare was prepared it's, it's, oh well if it's, it's if it's the lion's tour it's it's 11 o'clock the night before the the second test and you and we lost the first test it's 11 oh. o'clock one of the lions players knocks on your door i won't say who it is no, I do. They come into this your room. This makes it easier to imagine. And they say, Jeff, I can't play well unless we get to spoon naked together <laughs> and sleep tonight. What would you do? Okay, I definitely have to know who it is then. Okay, it's... It's... Paul O'Connell? He saw, he saw on the tour, is he? It's Maru Toji. 
Brian Raintree. <laughs> he Miles Hoji walks in and says, "Look, mate, I need, I need to sleep naked in the bed with you because I otherwise he'd be a nightmare. He'd be hands in the rock constantly, like oh. offside." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> causing havoc. That's not. Mate, a you can't win penalties against me. Chill out. <laughs> um, it's not a bloody toy. If if Maro's starting, you know, he's a he's a young lad. He needs a bit of help with the the mental side of the game. Uh, I'd have to say yes. You know. Nice, nice. Here's another there one you for go. you then, Jeff. Yeah. It's midnight. A player comes in and says, I need you to get me some, it's some type of, uh, like, massage equipment. And mm. it's like, it's it's in, you can buy it in this, he, he's organized with a shop for, for you to pick it up. But it's actually yeah. a five hour drive away. And it's amazing oh, okay. he comes into you. So would you... Get into a car at midnight. You were already sleeping at this stage. Would you? Yeah. You have to go down to the car, <clears throat> plug it into the sat-nav, drive five hours, pick up the part, pay for it out of your own money and get expense later on, and then drive the five hours back to make it in time before the match so he can use the the, the, the device. If If I'm getting back on time that I can do my job for everyone else the next day. Uh, this is it. How prepared are you? Should you have anything left to do the night before the game, Jeff? Everything should be done. Ah, yeah, but, like, you need to be up early and be around and still be giving kit to the players and all the next morning. If none of that's affected... No, I probably wouldn't do that, to be honest. Really? In the middle of the night, that'll be that'll be tough. I mean, again, it depends who it is. If it's uh, if it's Alan Wynn, like you can't say no to anything. He's captain, you know. He needs to keep him happy. What well, if it was a player well. that wasn't even even starting? <laughs> oh yeah, good luck, mate. Should have been in the in the starting team. <laughs> give give Gats a call. What am I, the fucking kit man? Bagmaster, not the kit man. Come on, cut yourself some slack. Yeah. Bag yeah, that would be a good gig. Here, lads, do you know what? Actually, this is a... It's a bit off topic from the lines now, but... Do you know what? There's a film I watched the other day that was actually great. Go on. It's an oldie. Maybe a decade old. Um, Harry Potter. No, and I have I haven't probably seen it in as long as in as long as that either. Jack Black's mm. in it. Oh, School of Rock. School of Rock. Yeah. <laughs> that must be his most. Ned Snabley. <laughs> yeah. Ned. It's a long Snabley. way to the top. Good movie. Come on. Come on. Step off! Step off! <laughs> a great movie. <clears throat> I think it's one of the best movies ever. Have you ever been to a casino? Yep. What did you play? Like the slots or something? 
I've been to quite a few casinos, actually. Well, not quite yeah. a few, but I've been to more than one. Um, I went... Actually, I've been to one, two, three, four. I've been to four casinos. Jeez. But I've four. only played... I only played in three of them. Oh, right, okay. Uh, one of them was in Las Vegas, but I was wow. very young. I was maybe... I might have been only 13, 14 at the time. Ineligible. Ineligible. Then the other one was um, Melbourne. The Melbourne. No, okay. no, no. Gold Coast, actually. It was in the Gold Coast uh, casino. We went to the casino there on our last night. Jupiter. Jupiter's Casino. It was a big five-star or seven-star hotel now. Um, so that was a very nice casino. And there was in Barcelona when I was on the the grad program trip we went to we went to a um, <clears throat> we went to a grad we went to a, uh, a casino there where we played a bit of um, just a bit of blackjack and then yeah and then the, the casino here in Scarborough as well was it just like your go-to instead of most tourists go for uh, cultural places? You look for the first casino you can find. I'll tell you where. I tell you why we went there because they were open the latest. Okay. They were open the latest. Um, that's why we always ended up there for the Barcelona trip. That's why we went. Um. Because they had a cocktail bar that stayed open very late. And there was a, um, I think there was a famous actress that was at the bar as well. Really? Yeah, there was a woman that was getting a lot of attention. I don't know who she was now, but she looked like, she looked like Reese Witherspoon or something like that. Right. Obviously wasn't, but, um, well, a lot of hype, a lot of hype. Could have been a phony. Could have been a lookalike. Hmm. What about yourself, Jeff? Um. I don't think I've ever been to a proper casino. No. What's come to mind is you know on the ferries when there's the like games room and has the slot machines. Say that again. You know the ferries, like from here to England or wherever, that have oh, yeah. the like little games room slot machines and yeah. all that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember using them a few times, getting my twenty p every time. Nice. Twenty p. That has to be one of the most addictive games. You know that when you put the twenty p in, and it pushes the other coins down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Has like the reciprocating ledge that. Yeah. That's... And they're all stuck together. Like tipping I... point. Fucking fall. Yeah, exactly. I love that game. There's loads of them in Scarborough. Really? So you probably have, like, I'd say, 100 machines to choose from. Christ. And because, here's the trick. Because the all the machines are the same size, you know, in terms of the actual depth yeah. from where the coin mm-hmm. goes to the tipping edge, do you know the size of a 2p coin? Yeah. Um, it's quite large. 
So I, I always go for the 2p game. Interesting. Well, it's cheaper as well. Exactly. You, be... you, don't, you, can, you don't feel as guilty. Yeah. Quite literally pissing money away. <laughs> you can get 50 goes for a pound. How good is yeah. that? That's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like Rain Man. Does he play poker in that or blackjack? Oh, I don't think it's poker. Boxer shorts, box shorts, and Kmart. <laughs> yeah, very slowly in the driveway. Very, very slowly on the weekends. What a great class we had. School. Yeah. Jeez. Film studies. Film studies. You mean DOS studies? <laughs> That's what your parents' hard-earned fees are going towards. Uh, for somebody like you, Aaron, though, that, that must have gave you serious education. I know, yeah. I got to see... Um, no. You must, you must have seen more than... You must be on double digits of movies in your life now. Yeah. I watched that uh, Octopus documentary as well on Netflix. Either of you lads have seen yeah, it. Yeah, you were saying I haven't, no. Sam, have you had a chance to see it? What's that, sorry? The octopus thing I was describing. No, I've, I've, I've oh, seen for it. God's um, sake. For I've God's seen it sake. recommended. Yeah. You showed up. so much interest. I guess I'm nearly up to double digits now. I saw Misery uh, oh. in school. and I actually saw that not so long ago. That's a good one. Stephen yeah. King. I yeah. saw No Country for Old Men. Yeah. And the, Mrs. The Robinson. Mrs. Robinson. A weird film to watch in 60, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Very odd. Aaron Brockovich. Oh. Oh, that was a good one. Stand By Me? Stand By Me. We did see that, yeah. That's a classic. Um... Did we watch an anime one? <laughs> don't think so. Don't think so. That was yeah, you, we uh, did. Lunchtime. We did. It was like it was a uh, Asian cartoon one. Maybe that was for English. Nah. Maybe you watched it in Spanish. Ah. Uh, no, Do you still have any of those Nutrigrains? Um, I've got a couple of chocolate muffins and one juice box left. <laughs> Tell the juice diabetes box. that. <laughs> hey, hey, none of that diabetes slander now. I've learned like, my lesson. Henry Slade? No, Colleen was telling me. I know, I heard uh, on the podcast you had a bit of a boo-boo. <laughs> when, when somebody's like, oh, I've eaten so many sweets, I'm going to get diabetes. People with diabetes are like, fuck's sake, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever think, think yourself you might have diabetes? diabetes? What are you trying to say? No, not you particularly, but like you know the <laughs> symptoms are like frequent urination, thirst, you know, yeah. all those things. You wake up in the middle of the night absolutely parched, but also dying for a piss. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
they're quite and like um, fatigue broad symptoms aren't they dying yeah. for a piss and needing a drink yeah and being tired like i mean you could be that because of anything yeah, <laughs> hung over so many diabetes. i could be hung over <laughs> but it's like if you google i've got a lump on my knee and it's like you've got cancer yeah Fuck. it's a tumor it's not a tumor Yeah, is there anyone in, in the squad who, or not in the squad that you think should be? <laughs> it's just like, nah. It's good. No, I'm looking at the... I, I think George Ford could be squad. hard done by not yes. getting picked instead of Finn Russell. I was thinking that as well. He's uh, um, against Chris Harris. Yeah. Johnny May. Johnny Henry May. Slade. Henry Slade. Henry Slade. Johnny Gray. Johnny Gray. The centres, they're very kind of bulky, aren't they? They are, yeah. It's like he picked a load of 13s just for carrying defence. I mean, who is Africa going to have in the centre? They're going to have Delande and Creel or something like that? or Probably, yeah. Or Am. Can you Am? Am, even. (laughs) They're big guys, aren't they? Lam. Yes, yeah, lamb. Like the land they, they are big man. He'll take stopping. Yeah, so you can see why it's out, even if it is harsh. Mhm. Um... Well, are they missing a bit of? Uh... Are they missing some some passing skills there with with the lacking Ford and Slade, etc. Ring rose. I I think they might miss that subtlety, yeah. Yeah. Especially like let's see the centers here now. Um Bundiaki, Chris Harris, Elliot Daly, Robbie Henshaw. That's not exactly He's an interesting one. Yeah, like I know John Davis might be a bit kind of beyond it, but still probably would have rathered him instead of Chris Harris or Bundiaki. Yeah. Um, Davies has been one of the best lines in the last like decade. Yeah. So good when he, in that jersey. And for yeah, he's put anyway. on the Lions jersey and he's a world beater. Yeah. Um, a try saving tackle. I don't even know who he tackled, but. Leo Mappe. Yeah, the intercept try and he, he made the tackle. That was unreal. Do you remember watching that match in C Session, Sam Bundoran at the crack of dawn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the pub that was packed. We got in just at the nick of time for a table like in front <laughs> yeah. of the telly. And got an old breakfast brought Back in. when you, you could good. pack a pub. Yeah, and there was a kiwi there, of course there was. Yeah. Cheat it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Easy. Too easy. Too easy. I'm trying to look for a breakdown of the squad by position, but it's... Yeah, I'm, looking at a, mind, I'm looking ah. at a Sky Sports one with the winners and losers. It seems to be kind of clear on that. Ah, but I want like a position by position. Yeah. I'll see if I can find one. Um, Lion squad by position. I saw um, the Irish Times did like a profile piece on the Irish players that are going. 
and they said mm-hmm. that uh, Robbie Henshaw was six foot four. Is that right? Oh shit. He could Andy be. Andy Porter's six foot. Um, I think everybody was above six foot. Bundy Aki was five foot ten or five foot eight, I think. Yeah. Andrew Porter hails from uh, from your own club. Is that right? Oh, Wesley. That is Wesley. Right. Yeah. Prodigy. He played in the same team as Sam, as I, Sam and I. Really? Yeah. That's unreal. He went on tour with us to Wales, France. Such as uh, Belgium, Netherlands. He, he, he also went to Casabar, didn't he? <laughs> he might have been a bit too good if... for Castlebar. <laughs> Maybe. If you're looking for a positional breakdown, if you go onto bbc.com, there's a, in their rugby page, there's a, a team selector that you can see with the thing by position. Ah, very good. Because, it's, yeah, it's, it's when you're picking a team, you want to see it broken down like that. Exactly. So I typed in Lion Squad by position and then top stories. The BBC one at the top right comes up. British and Irish Lion Squad 2021. Sam Simmons in that article. And at the bottom of that, there's a team selector. Then there's some players that kind of don't fit into one position, like Ellie Daly, who could play centre, could play back three, uh, Tyg Byrne, Courtney Laws, could play back row, second row. Yeah, he seems very keen on that with the constraints and how many people you can bring. Yeah. bring. If you can have someone who's multi-positional, seems yeah. to be a big, big advantage. Ah, here. I searched in Sam Simmons. It says he's six foot and 18 stone. No way is he 18 <laughs> stone. He, nah. <laughs> Not fast. a chance. Could you send me a link to that thing, Aaron? Yeah, no worries. Trying to find it is a bloody pain in my hole. Is there a chat option on this blue jeans call? Yep. There is. Here oh, we go. Hold on a second. It's so in the I'll chat option. It. It's in the chat ah, box. Ah, here we go. Right, so you're picking your starting 15 for the Lions test in 2021. And it, ah, perfect. It gives me the options of each. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, perfect. Right, okay. So, first, second, third, fourth. What the hell is that? It's like their number. I don't know why. 14th instead of right winger. Fourth, yeah, okay. I'm, I get, yeah, they, they mean they mean um, prop. What position player. are you? Fourth. <laughs> fourth player. Right. Okay. I love how they've have they got different second row options for fourth and fifth. No, they haven't. Okay, so we've got. Oh my god! I had to open up one, two, three, four. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve tabs to find it. <laughs> so we open up position one, and position yeah. one is the props, and it's showing us Mako Vinopola, Rory Sutherland, and Wynne Jones. Yeah. So Mako has got ears like nan breads. <laughs> 
He does. There's no denying that. His ears are so big and flappy, like an elephant. Um, <laughs> that shows experience in the scrum, surely. It does. I would not like to come up against those ears. Absolutely not, no. Rory Sutherland and Wynne Jones, I have to fess, they're kind of kind of new names to me. Um, they're not really kind of people yeah, that want to Yeah, they're kind of coming to race Unless you're watching the last Six Nations or something like that, so for me, I'd probably have to go for Mako. Just out of pure, I know what I'm getting. He might not. He won't. He'll he'll be a 65, maybe 55, 60 minute bloke. But he he's never really. I've never known Mako to struggle in the scrum. Well, you say that, but do you remember the World Cup final? Did he yeah. struggle in the scrum? Yeah. He got it destroyed, and then they brought on Marler, and he shored it up. Oh, wow. So what's Wynn Jones like in the scrum? I think just solid, kind of just a consistent performer. Not too dissimilar to, to Andrew at Tighthead, just you know what you're getting. Yeah. Okay, and then we're going to... Jesus, the hookers. Luke Cowan, Dickey, Ken Owens, Jamie George. It's quite weak, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Number one and two, quite weak. I mean, when you look at previous hookers for the Lions, Keith Wood, Shane Byrne, yeah. <laughs> Richard Hibbard, Steve Thompson, Matthew Reese, Rory Best. Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah when you kind of look at those previous names. Ken say, Owens would be the closest to the kind of yeah the old head. He's pretty I solid. Jamie, Jamie George, George, the human ice cream, not to be undervalued. Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah. He's um, the Michelin Man. He's didn't he didn't play for England in the Six Nations. He he's playing with Saracens who are playing in the. <laughs> Yeah, he his did, in fairness. His match fitness can't be, <laughs> even at the best of times. <laughs> I'd say he's fit enough now to play international rugby. Wait, did he play in the Six Nations? He was playing it in the Six Nations, so he should be well able. Was he? <laughs> well, I've selected him as my hooker, he's in. He didn't uh, start, though, did Cowan he? Dickey played a couple of games, I think. He did, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of split between them. Yeah. Who would you have? Karen Dickey, Owens, or George as your starting hooker? Well, Jamie George didn't play in the Six Nations, so I'd, I'd go with Ken Owens. I went with Karen Dickey because I think his line at throwing was more accurate. George struggled for a while, and the previous his throwing was very accurate. I agree. I'd go account Dickey over Owens. Brings more to the table for me. Mm, good ball carrier. Yeah. Aggressive. Good for the tap and goes. Reckless. To the the point head. of endangerment. Good yeah. amount of hair on head and beard. Who's that? Cowan Dickey. Oh, Cowan Dickey's your man. All those Exeter boys. Yeah. Was very good at rugby. Yeah. Then a tight head, surely it's a 
it's not even a conversation worth having. It's just a fairly straightforward selection. Yeah. Tig is the man. Tig Furlong. Right. Had Furlong. Tags. Tag, yeah. Or Tad, as uh, Mike Kendall calls him. Yeah. Tad for literally the most fucking, you know, literally. He was absolutely wasted on one of the podcasts there recently. Um, trying to talk about 2003 again. No, he was just slurring all his words. He said he was out for a boozy lunch, but he was completely hammered. <laughs> kind of embarrassing. And he was sunburnt as well, apparently. Nice. I mean, <clears throat> it is a podcast, in fairness. It's not like he was doing an interview. Oh, I know, yeah. It was just some. It was kind of funny, but also cringeworthy that he was that. Yeah. Hammered. Yeah. Right. Moving on to what some might call fourth, or in other words, the fourth place. Um, the we're kind the of inundated w- with options there. <coughs> Jeff, what do you think? Um, I'm two positions ahead, so I need to remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I'll win, obviously. I mean, not okay. obviously, but I think he's definitely in there. As the captain. I mean... I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, let's not forget, can anyone can anyone recall who was the captain of the Lions in the first test in 2017? Peter O'Matney. And how many of the subsequent tests did he feature in? None. Yeah, exactly. So, and who took over? Warburton. Warburton. Oh. Warburton yeah. was tour captain and was fit for the first test last time, but only started on the bench. Right. So, while Adam Wynn might be captain, I don't think there's any assurance there, is there? No. He did take over from Sam in 2013, though, didn't he? He did. <clears throat> I think, I mean, I was watching that Lions DVD from 2009 again, and I couldn't believe Alan Wynn. He started the first test. Yeah, he he looks so young there. Uh, he was only 20, I think, was he? In he, when, 2009? Yeah, is he 32 now? Uh, no, he's 34 or 5, I think. But check that out. He, well, he was young for a second row back then. He's 35 now, September 19th, 1985. So Christ, he was only 20, 23. Um, 23. Jesus, he was, yeah. Alongside Paul. Simon yeah, Shaw as well. Yeah, he did get dropped for the second test, did Alan? But, I mean, if he played in that match, and that was some physical bloody match, He's won a couple of, well, he won a Pro 14. He won a couple of Six Nations. Got to the finals, you know, semi-finals of World Cup. He, he's, he's very boring in interviews, though. Does that yeah. go against him at all? Probably not. Uh, I wouldn't say so. Good <laughs> yeah, apparently he's a dark horse. Remember that video of him doing the splits and doing the weird thing with his finger? Yeah. What? Have you seen that, Jeff? No. No. So he does. He's. It's like from a beef or something. He's drinking, 
and they're all like, go on, Alan, do it, do it, do it. And he like jumps up in the air and does the splits. It's not a side to side splits, it's a front to back. And then after doing it in celebration, he like puts his finger in his mouth and goes like, you know, the the thing we used to do in school. He does that, except he like sucks on his finger and does that. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, like, you can't you can't discount that kind of leadership. No. So he's definitely in, and joining him in the second row, Marutoji. Has to be a Toji. A Toji. Yeah. For me, it's a Toji. I mean, he's the guy. He's the one guy you never want to have to play against. So when you get that opportunity to have him in your team, get him in the team. Exactly. The only thing is, uh, for England, he gave away a ridiculous amount of penalties in the first few games. Like, doing his usual, getting getting in the rooks, hitting the scrum half early or late, and he was getting called on a lot. And obviously, you can't be giving penalties away to South Africa. Yeah. So if if he keeps that up, that's, that's an issue. What what I'm thinking is is because we're playing down in South Africa, the ref the refs can't be from Ireland or the UK, so the refs are essentially going to be French, French. or from New Zealand. And mm. I think if we get a New Zealand ref, they are going to let Atoji carry on. Direct shoulder to the of the blue player. Oh, I remember Kieran Reid questioning. Was it? It wasn't Pua. It was the other fella. Garces. Oh. Yeah, it was Garces. Yeah. Romain. <laughs> no. The, the Kieran was like he was giving out to him, saying like, "What was that for? What was that? What was that penalty for?" And Garces goes, "Because we have here, and because we have here." <laughs> And Kieran went absolutely fucking ballistic. He was like, "What?" And K- and Garcia just sort of walked away from. Him. I was like, "Because yeah. we have here, because we have here." That's what we had the agreement. That's oh, the problem, know. I suppose. That is the problem. But you know that penalty call at the very end of the, the was the third <laughs> test. Oh, and the ball hit Ken Owens, and he was offside. Yeah. And then it the got like, penalty. He was like it was accidental, and he's like. He's got a big smile on his face. He's can read. He's like, Romain, no, no, that's not the rule, Romain. <laughs> He's like laughing because of how ridiculous it is. And oh, that must have hurt. It must have really hurt. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's but my yeah, logic. I, I think it told you as well. Fair. Okay, so it told you's in there. And Sam, back row being your area of expertise, I think you should be the one guiding this conversation. Yes. <laughs> um, right. Are we on the sixth player on the team sheet? Yes. <laughs> sixth player. We treat this as number six. <clears throat> right. So who they've on the thing they've given us: Courtney Laws, Amish Watson, Justin Tiprick, Sam Simmons, Tyke Byrne, Tom Curry. To pick just- a six. I told you it was an option as well. Yeah, but because he's well, in the second row, he, he's gone now. He's in he can't play in two oh, no, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't remember he's, him playing back row. Whew. 
he can't play in two positions as one Jeff. You gotta have him in a second row or in back row. It won't work right. if he tries to play both. And he's quite tall though. Drums, like he, if he just puts drums. his legs way back. Mm, well, I'm trying to think positions. of how he would do it. He would just have to kind of put his ass, his head in between the prop's ass, and push that way to try and get <laughs> yeah. it close. Because the second row's left shoulder will go on to the right cheek, and the back row's <laughs> right shoulder goes on the right cheek or the left cheek. Sorry. So. He needs to do it yeah. in a way like Johnny May scrummaged with his head up. His oh, arms, God. Put both shoulders. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That is embarrassing. <laughs> right, who are you picking now? So Let's have essentially, it. Essentially, out of those people that we've called out, Hamish Watson and Justin Tiprick are <clears throat> predominantly a seven. As is um, Tom Curry. Oh, yeah, I mean, he does play most seven for England and then Sam Simmons is a, a number eight mm-hmm. and then you've got Courtney Laws and Tyg Byrne so it's a kind of a question between Tyg Byrne and Courtney Laws is how I'm going to play this one out um, I mean Courtney Laws he didn't play during the Six Nations like Jamie George did he? Injured as well yeah likewise so I mean, Courtney Laws is probably the kind of guy that you want to bring on mm. after 60 minutes. If you were the yeah. South Africa fly half and you've just played 60 minutes and then you see Courtney <laughs> Laws bounding onto the field, you're going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he's he's going to cut you in half after you pass the ball. <laughs> he's like, he owns. Remember that time he tackled police on and it was like he was hit by a car? Yeah. So, I mean, if he, I don't even care if it's late and he gets a yellow card. Just fucking do it. So, it's you're not like not to be shy of you and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I, I think Ty Byrne, he will, he's a good line out option. He, he's, uh, he's not like an explosive ball carrier, but he, he can, you know, carry it. He's very good on the ground. So, <sighs> That's good pressure on their rook, mm. and he—he's not like a guy to miss miss tackles all the time. He's on serious form. Certainly is a bit of an all-rounder. I'd be I'd be chucking him in my team anyway. Ty Burn. Mm. To start, okay. yeah. Okay, he's in. And then in seventh then place, we're picking a. What, what would you go for? Aaron? I'd go with, no, I'd go with someone who's not even listed as an option as six, and I'd put Valet out at six. Interesting. Interesting. I was thinking Laws before anything, but I might be falling into the trap of picking too many kind of tackling line-out options. Yeah, because you need ball carriers there too. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, on to seventh place. Seventh place. Seventh place. The seventh man on the team sheet. <clears throat> We're going to... Basically, with the options that we've got here, we've got, okay, Courtney Laws, Hamish Watson, Justin Tiprick, Sam Simmons, Tom Curry. For this one here, now we're at a point where, just as you are talking about ball carriers, okay, so... Mm. 
Tyke Furlong is a good ball carrier. Maro Toje is a good ball carrier. <laughs> um, you know, in terms of an actual explosive ball carrier. So I think to try and bring in that muscle, I'd I'd bring Tom Curry in. Yeah, agreed. He's twenty-two. You know, very very energetic, very very aggressive, and doesn't shy away from the challenge. He's played South Africa already in a World Cup final, so he's already had a taste of it against them when they were on, you know, World Cup winners, top form mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. He was also on the team that beat the All Blacks in the in the match previous. So, you he's know, he's kind head, of... Head of hair as well. <clears throat> and yeah, Which he's got good moves hands, so. when he makes big tackles. Yeah, that's always... A big oh, thing. Key. It's hard to believe he's 22 and has 33 England caps. What? Yeah. Christ. Been in there the last few years. 23 on the 15th of June, so he'll be 23 once the tests start. Now, what I would say is the Scottish listeners listening to this podcast might be a little bit aggrieved with the Six Nations Player of the Year being omitted. Wait, Watson was player of the year? Yeah, Six Nations player of the year. I didn't even hear that. They'll get their token later on. Okay. Okay. So we've Tom Curry at seven. And then eight. I was going to pick Tibberick. Really? I feel like he has to be starting. He's so, so skillful for a back rower. If you if yeah if you were going to have Tipperick starting, you would need a different six to Tyke Byrne. Yeah, well, I picked Laws, so that is a good combination. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I fair think probably confusing sounding because I'm like picking a sec a different team. No, I I guess that's fair enough, but unfortunately, Sam gets a decisive vote because he's yeah. the yeah he's the semi professional rugby player in these ranks. I'll I'll pick the ten because I have the most kind of experience there. No worries. You can you can pick the nine, Aaron. Grant, thank you. That makes sense. Then in in eighth eighth <laughs> position, this is the last uh, casting vote for Sam. We've got uh, Jack Conan, Sam Simmons, and Lupe Falato. And all I'll say is the try that Lupe Falato scored in the 2017 Lions tour was just mm-hmm. like when he had like to, to to score in the corner like that didn't look like much, but that took serious fucking good finish. Yeah, that's a finish. Like that's, and he made it look effortless. Like he just he, ran he over was... Israel Dag like he wasn't there. Like he's not a bad defender. <laughs> this is what I mean. He just he just caught the ball, and he ran, and then just ran into the try. He made it look so easy. He's got a massive engine on him. He can tackle big. He can carry big. He can certainly carry. Um. And he's quite um, he's quite durable as well. But yeah, he probably, he and he always turns up off. for big games, always. Exactly, and he's bigger the game, the better he plays. And this is his third tour as well. Yeah, it is, Jeff. Yeah. So, yeah, what are we there now in the pack? Okay, so in the pack, Mako Vunapola, Luke Cowan-Dickey, Tyg Furlong, 
Alan Wynne-Jones, Mario Itoji, Tiger Brown, Tom Curry, and Talupi Fanatou. Itoji. Yep, so two Irishmen, two Welshmen, and four Englishmen. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we're all, we're all, we're not four <coughs> countries, we're, we're all British and Irish Lions. Yeah. That's it. Jeff, as a former tighthead prop yourself, have you any oh, agreements there on, on any of those selections? Uh, I did pick Wynne Jones instead of Mako. Because... Yeah, I put Wynne Jones in my team, actually. Well, I, I'm doing it on the screen here as well, and I've changed it to Wynne Jones. All right. <laughs> oh, why? Um, because I was thinking back to Wales, actually. They nearly won the bloody... Well, they did... Um, did they win the Six Nations? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did, yeah. They won the Six Nations, and um, you know, the guy who they had in a prop must have done a good job. <laughs> I go with that. <laughs> as Fair far enough. as I can remember, he had a very solid tournament. Imagine being yeah. a lo- imagine being a loose head prop that felt hard done by missing out. And you walk up and you ask Gats, why didn't I make the team? And you were given that as an explanation. <laughs> did Wales win the Six Nations? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and, and to win the Six Nations, you know, that's, you know, pretty good. So, and if he was the guy that was in those matches, well, then. <laughs> case that's high-level analysis. <laughs> he goes, uh, oh, oh, sorry, mate. Do you, did you play for Wales? Nah, nah, I'm, I'm an English player. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't pick you. you Fair enough. That, that's the pack decided, anyway. This is our pack to beast South Africa. Yeah. Right. It'll be interesting to listen back to this when the when the first test is announced to see how correct or incorrect we might have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jack so, Conan will be starting. Hmm. Who do you have in ninth place then? Two of them will get injured. Um, we've got Ali Price, Connor Murray, or Gareth Davies. So talk us through the the logic, Aaron. What makes well, this come off? Niggle, back chat, oh, yes. small man syndrome. <laughs> um, all bark and no bite. A quick pass. <laughs> Afraid of getting tackled or tackling. Um, oh, good now, yeah, key key characteristics. Unfortunately, Conor Murray fails in a number of those departments, uh, namely the small man syndrome and the pass. Ooh, no, too, um, too slow. Yeah, no, Conor Murray. I think he's kind of a shoe in just by virtue of him having been there and done it, and also. Because he fits the Gatlin template, he's big, he's physical, he's a good kicker, he's competent in all in all areas. Really, I think he's a nailed-on starter. Do you reckon South Africa? They, I mean, their game and in the World Cup was a very kind of. It wasn't like people say it wasn't a pretty game. No, it wasn't. Um, they did like a lot of kicking. 
a lot of just holding on to the ball. Do you reckon that because South Africa did do a lot of kicking, like that they would have practiced <clears throat> kick chase and their wingers are quite big and good in the air? That if you know Conor Murray's asset of having a good box kick is that important to try and combat that? Do you mean in terms of fighting fire with fire and trying to disrupt their rhythm by taking them on? Yeah. Like when we're in our when we're going to be in our own twenty two, trying to do a an escape or an exit, we don't have James Lowe's left boot or whatever it is to get out. So Yeah. Well, there's no question that Conor Murray is the most calm and the best kicker and best organizer out of those three scrum halves. Ali Price, better passer, better runner more spontaneous, less likely to follow a game plan, which probably isn't ideal in a Lions first test. Maybe a bench option to change it up and kind of I'd say that Gareth Davis is of a similar mould. So Conor Murray is the one reliable there that as I said has been there and done it so I think he, he has to be in there. Would you if say in the midweek games against the South African clubs, if you gave Ali Price a start and Gareth Davis a start and one of them or both of them had a really good game, is there a chance that they could start or would that not be enough to get them a start in the test? To be honest, I think they're fighting I think they're fighting for a bench spot. Yeah. If Murray stays fit and stays playing as consistently 7 slash 8 out of 10 as he is at the moment, I don't see him being, being yeah, overtaken. So he's, he's a solid option. I think he's a banker if he stays at his current level. I reckon as well with every position, especially in the backs, if you have a, a bit of size and a good defensive record, that'll be such a bonus. Oh, definitely. Starting against the Springboks. Yeah. Conor Murray can take on the beast. He's retired the beast. I was just going to ask, is he gone? <laughs> yeah, he's finally retired. Damn. He's been around a while. Yeah. Beast. Beast from the East. That's a big loss then for South Africa. Big loss, yeah. His replacement couldn't be more different to him. You know, the guy Kitch off the ginger lad. Oh, yes. A little ginger hair. Yeah. He's decent though. He is. He is he was good player. Off the bench in the World Cup. Part of the bomb right, squad. So Connor Murray. Yeah, bomb squad. Yeah, Connor Murray in there. Numero Dees. Bigger Russell Farrell. Dan Finn. For me. For me. I'd be putting in Dan Bigger. Mm. Now he's had his injury concerns. Last night in our match, um, because there's no scrums, and when you get free kicks, basically you just you're going to run it. So yeah. we have this kind of yeah. set play off every run where it's called Chiefs, where you put. Uh, like the six and the eight on the wings with the wingers and you have two pods of three forwards in the middle either side of the scrum half mm-hmm. and then the other backs kind of link up 
and then you just literally play, but everybody keeps their width. You just kind of keep reloading in the position where you just were. And I came on to play the last 10 minutes uh, uh, just to replace someone who was injured. Yeah. And they were playing back row. So when I came back onto the pitch, I just ran out to that wing position. And when we pl- oh, and when, nice. when we kicked off with the Chiefs thing, the scrum half just tapped it and then just skipped like four or five lads and passed it straight to me out in the wing. <laughs> and uh, it was all happening too, way too fast. <laughs> it was like I had no time on the ball, even though their the opposition were like 10 metres away. And I yeah. had like a guy beside me. It just felt all like... I was like, whoa, what the hell? Got to make a decision quick. I literally just passed it straight away to the winger. So it's not something I'm very comfortable with playing as a winger or trying to think as a winger. But next time you get that chance, you'll probably give it a bit of a Colby Goose step, fake the pass, and you'll be through. Next time I'll actually look up. (laughs) <laughs> actually see what's in front of me yeah. I knew the guy was in space but we just threw a massive skip pass and that's like the worst thing you can do is just skip through all the hands not fixing anyone and then just being stuck out in the wing hmm. so uh, yeah Josh Adams and Anthony Watson it is boys. Yeah. in 13th place are you not doing 12th no. do we not have far than a 12th Oh, or are you... no oh. chance. What? Hold on a second there. What? Oh, right. <laughs> Go on. Let's have it. So there's... Now, you tell me if your screen says different. Bundyaki, <laughs> Chris Harris, Elliot Daly, Owen Farrell, Robbie Henshaw, Ireland. That's right. I'm going with the, the man on form, Henshaw. That's interesting. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, so you go with Aaron Farrell in at 12? Yeah, my reason is... My reason is, if you play Robbie Henshin at 12, who plays 13? Chris Harris, probably. Well, this is it. Arasaraki. That's the only reason I have Barrel at 12, really, because you can play Henshaw at 13. That's my logic as well, yeah. It really, there's it's, very few options, actually, when you look at the centre. But I think first test, I think he'd be a mo- very suitable match with Conor Murray in terms of how they play. Mm. And... I'm not sure. With the centre options, you can either play Farrell at 10... Or Farrell at 12. But like, when was the last time Farrell started the game for England at 10? Uh, it seems to be forward a lot of the time, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think just going on that, if you are going to play Farrell, I think he has to be at 12. And yeah. fa- bigger at 10 for me. Bigger was much better kicking in Six Nations, wasn't he? He was, he was good already. Farrell right, missed a good few kicks. Yeah. Which is unlike him. 
I think if if Farrell had kicked very well of the Six Nations, I would have picked him. Uh, but obviously, kicking penalties is a huge part of the game now in Test. Massive. So I would part go with game. I would go with huge. Bigger. I think it's really going to be huge. So we, we we should have more monster players down there. It's going to be huge. Absolute legend. Physicality. You know, I think Standers' physicality will be huge. I don't rate many of the Leinster players much. We're not going to talk about Connacht or Ulster, but, you know, Munster were huge at the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <clears throat> right, that's our 9 and 10 combo, Conor Murray and Dan Bigger. Is that what I think? Is that unanimous? Yeah. Did we go for Finn Russell on the bench? Um, yeah, bench well, 10. bench 10. It's not like we're putting yeah. Farrell at 12. Yeah, Russell at 10. On the bench? Bench 10, bench 10, yeah. Farrell at 12. Well, this is it. Well, hold your horses now. We have to pick the 11th man. <laughs> okay, 11th. 12th man. So the 11th man, there's quite a few to choose from here, isn't there? There is. There's a very yeah. good selection there. Very yeah. good. So we've got Anthony Watson, Duhan van der Merwe, Elliot Daly, Josh Adams, Liam Williams, and Louis Rees Zamet. Zamet. Now, what do you need in a winger against South Africa? Physicality. Pace. Pace. Aerial ability. Finisher. Aerial ability. Yeah. Yeah. A true um, competitor. It's quite hot in South Africa, so you, <laughs> and when you're standing out on the wing and it's hot, you probably need to be able to deal with the sun. The Welsh well. take sun well. Do they? They do. Well, they put on loads of fake tan in the valleys. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. The valleys. Because it will be, it will be warm. Yeah, it'll be hot. It won't be cold. No. It depends what kind it'll of... It'll not be there winter, though. Yeah, it will be. Hmm. In 2009, it was very sunny, wasn't it? It was very hot, yeah. I'm going to throw a name out there. <laughs> um, Josh Adams. Josh Adams. What do you think? Solid option. I like uh, Van der Merwe, <clears throat> uh, especially at 11, because he'll be going up against Colby at 14. Do you think Colby could make him look pedestrian? Yeah. I was kind of thinking one-dimensionally that Van der Merwe would be too physical for him on attack, but possibly in defence... I mean, I think Colby would make anyone look stupid. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe Liam Williams, like he'd be the best defender out of them, I think. Liam Williams would grab onto his jersey by the neck, pull <laughs> his neck, and then when they went to a heap in the tackle, his elbow would hit the side of Colby, <laughs> his knee would go into his ribs, and then he'd just fucking clatter into him. And he's Colby a na- like, he's a nasty little bugger. Yeah. <laughs> 
was a I love that though. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be much good like... for strapping a pig in an alley, I'll tell you that much for nothing. <laughs> Out of all those names though, who is definitely starting for me on one of the wings is Anthony Watson. I think Anthony, Anthony Watson's a nailed on right winger for me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Nailed on. Josh Adams and Anthony Watson why, are the wingers. Why on the right? Because that's his position. Yeah, but... Okay. Probably because he's right-footed and he's better stepping off his right foot than his left, I'd say. And it's easier to yeah, clear the ball with a right-footer from the right touchline because... Yeah, it's just yeah. easier to kick it. Is it? Makes no, sense. it's not, actually. That's the wrong way around. Well, if you're, if you're kicking for touch, yeah. It's... Well, if you're running down the touchline on the wing, it's easier to you kick it with your foot inside. closer to the touchline. Or you can step inside with it. Yeah. But if he was like clearing the ball, kicking for like a penalty down the touchline. Yeah. You, you want your, if you're right footed, you want to be on the left side of the pitch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But if he's got a stronger right foot and he's on the right side, that's his good stepping leg to step away from the touchline. Yeah, and also he can put the foot on, put the put the ball on his foot on the touchline as he's running. And yep. yeah. As opposed to putting it on his bad leg. And, and he's, he's going to and that will keep it in touch. Hopefully, anyway, yeah. Right. Who's in 12? Oh, wow. Who, who's 11? Sorry, we say Josh Adams at 11, or do you want Van der Meer or Jeff? I'd go with Josh Adams, yeah. He's pretty solid. Okay. Sam? Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm out of my depth, so. Well. You used to like standing in the first receiver position in a few drills, if memory serves me correctly. That's right. Actually, what's quite funny is um, last night in our match, um, because there's no scrums, and when you get free kicks, basically you just you're going to run it. So yeah. we have this kind of yeah. set play off every run where it's called Chiefs, where you put. Uh, like the six and the eight on the wings with the wingers and you have two pods of three forwards in the middle either side of the scrum half mm-hmm. and then the other backs kind of link up and then you just literally play but everybody keeps their width you just kind of keep reloading in the position where you just were and I came on to play the last 10 minutes uh uh, just to replace someone who was injured. Yeah. And they were playing back row. So when I came back onto the pitch, I just ran out to that wing position. And when we pl- nice. and when, when we kicked off with the Chiefs thing, the scrum half just tapped it and then just skipped like four or five lads and passed it straight to me out in the wing. <laughs> and uh, it was all happening too, way too fast. <laughs> it was like I had no time on the ball, even though... The, the opposition were like 10 metres away and I yeah. had like a guy beside me it just felt all like I was like whoa what the hell gotta make a decision quick and I literally just passed it straight away to the winger so it's not something I'm very comfortable with play, playing no. as a winger or trying to think as a winger but next time you get that chance you'll probably give it a bit of a Colby Goose step fake the pass 
and you'll be through. Next time I'll try actually look up. <laughs> actually see what's in front of me. Yeah. I knew the guy was in space, but we just threw a massive skip pass, and that's like the worst thing you can do is just skip through all the hands, not fixing anyone, and then just being stuck out in the wing. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, Josh Adams and Anthony Watson it is. Boys. Yeah. In 13th place. Are you not doing 12th, 12th though? Do we not have Farland at 12th? Oh. Or are you... No oh. chance. What? Hold on a second. Hey, what? Oh. Right. <laughs> Go on. Let's have it. So there's... Now, you tell me if your screen says different. Bundyaki, <laughs> Chris Harris... Elliot Daly, Owen Farrell, Robbie Henshaw, Ireland. That's right. I'm going with the, the man on form, Henshaw. That's interesting. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, so you go with Aaron Farrell in at 12? Yeah, and my reason is options. my reason is if you play Robbie Henshaw at twelve, who plays thirteen? Chris Harris probably. Well, this is it. Harris or Aki. That's the only reason I have Barrel at twelve, really, because you can play Henshaw at thirteen. That's my logic as well. Yeah. It really there's it's, very few options actually when you look at the centre. Exactly. So this is, is Henshaw thinking, like, normally 13? No, he's normally 12. Because if Ringrose was there, he'd play 13. Where did they play when Connacht, when Henshaw and Aki were both in Connacht? Who was where? Aki was 12, I think. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say Henshaw and then Aki in 13. So oh, you could be right. End. You could be right. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Um... Yeah, my team boys, but I think I'd go with the two Irish boys. I, to be honest, I wouldn't even have Bundyaki as first choice Irish centre. I don't think anyone does. It seems. Well, he's not. No. <laughs> seems weird. So, Dan, what do you think, Farrell or Aki? I mean, if we put in Robbie Henshaw and Aki there, who in your backline is going to have the leadership? Like, who, who's going to have that kind of... Um, Stuart Hogg. Yeah, well, he's to come, but... Is he? He's in, he's in the fullback. Like, when you're talking about, like, your back line, okay, bigger's the 10, he might be calling shots, but mm. you need somebody who's going to, like, oversee that. Who's going to be your back line leader? Yeah. The guy who was on the 20 to 13... Lion story as like a 21 year old and he's played 2017 played you know extremely pivotal parts in both those tours has kind of led England to a lot of their Six Nation wins and World Cup finals and stuff like that so yeah I just say having him and of course he's a fucking nasty fucker for tackling as well hopefully he'll be able to land a big one on fucking uh, like Snyman or something. 
Well, if he makes it, is he injured? He's injured again, isn't he? He's injured, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if he don't like saying that on Peter Steph to Toy, then yeah, Peter Steph to Twat, Peter Steph to Toy. Yeah, I think to be honest, when we're saying about Balato, the bigger the occasion, the better he plays. I think Farrell kind of falls under that bracket too. Who would be the goal kicker? If Farrell was playing with bigger, probably toss of a coin or based on the the kind of training ground, I'd say. Of the previous games, yeah. Because Farrell's a very good kicker. Who would be the long distance kicker? Connor Murray, he's a long kick on him. What if it's the seventy-ninth minute, and well, then maybe Elliot Daly would be on the, on that pitch at that stage. Ah, uh, surely he'd be on the bench though. You can't just have someone in the squad because you might get a long no, that's kick. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. In the seventy-ninth minute, Elliot Daly's on your bench. He could come yeah, on get him off bench to to make that kick. Conor Murray's legs would be too tired in the seventy-ninth minute if he was still. Yeah, on. probably. Um. The other scrum half would be on at that stage. Owen Farrell's legs would be probably fucked. Dan Bigger's legs would be fucked. So maybe Elliot Daly would be that guy that you bring on to make that kick. Yeah. I think our centres then, is it is it Henshaw at 13 and Farrell at 12? No, no, no. It's Owen Farrell at 12 and Robbie Henshaw at 13. Oh, okay. That's what he said. <laughs> um, very is, good. Is Chris Harris a 12 very or 13? Very good. <laughs> 13. Okay. Who's left at fullback then? Well, this will this will be interesting. We're, we're this will be interesting. Next. Well, we, we had... Um, oh, Anto that was Anthony Watson, uh, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jeff? What's your preferring do? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Jeez. Uh, Aaron. That's most uncharacteristic. Aaron. In... You know what we could have been doing? What? Sharing the screen. I know, because we're all doing our own anyway. Ah, but just so we could see it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That would right, have been... here you go. British and Irish Lions, 21 to 20, 2021. Uh, what? British and Irish Lions, If you picked 15. 15. Pick your starting 15 for the first Lions. I don't think we've picked 15 yet. 2021. Um, <laughs> oh, pick, right. Pick 15th place. So, can you see my screen? Yeah. Anthony Watson. Elliot Daly, Liam Williams. Why was Watson a choice there? He must play fullback, according to the BBC. Well, he did not have the best tournament. So for me, it's between Williams and Hogg. Yeah, likewise. Hogg has had a very good season and tournament. Globe and country. I'm not too sure how Williams did for club. 
Um, I like Stuart Hogg at fullback. Both him and Williams have very good counter-attacking ability as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this Liam is it. Williams it's a, that big try. Yeah. Liam Williams, for all the nasty characteristics that Sam mentioned, <laughs> against the Springboks, who aren't too shy of that sort of thing. Yeah. I just think he's more nasty and more grafty and more in-your-face than Stuart Hogg. Mm. Yeah, Stewie. but... Now... I think Hogg's defensive frailties might be something to consider. Okay. Is Williams pretty solid in defence? Yeah, he's he's nasty. <laughs> There's also an argument to be made to put Anthony Watson at 15 and to put either of Reese Zamas or Williams on the right wing either. Or Van der Merwe. Hmm. But you guys seem seem to think Hogg is the man. I just can't remember Watson playing a fullback for England. Yeah, he doesn't for England, that's that's true. He does for Bath, does he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think I'd pick Hogg still. Yeah, Williams. Williams could be on the bench because he could cover a few positions. It's pity George North. He's injured, is he? Yeah, he did his ACL. He would have been a serious line. Yeah, he would have been starting winger for me now. Yeah, can cover centre as well. Yeah. There's the team, anyway. Is that our team then? Look. That's our team submitted. Is Warren looking for her? Um, He'll surely be listening to this. Well, one mean? thing's for sure, the Scots have their token anyway. <laughs> I did put in Chris Harris as well. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, if you had to jam a Scotsman well. into the team, if you had to jam a Scotsman into the team, <laughs> if you had, to. you have to squeeze one more in. Otherwise, they say you're not allowed to play because you're four nations. In. Yeah, loose head is a definite position where it's very <laughs> kind of just arbitrary, isn't it? You could sacrifice. Yeah, we're just like, uh, you can hold up a scrum, can't you? It's like, well, I've done it before. <laughs> You're in. Hamish Watson wouldn't be the man. Who are you getting rid of, though? Yeah. I guess you could put Curry to six and take out Byrne and bring in Watson at seven. Then you would have very little line-out option in the back row, wouldn't you? So you to be able to be sure. You, could, you just picture this. We're 60 minutes into the first test and we haven't won and we're, and we're, we're 18 points down and we, we can't get any go for it. We can't set up. And like we keep, like we keep, we're getting, like South Africa are being really ill-disciplined and we're getting all these penalties and we're trying to kick the touch. But we've got no line out. 
because they've got Lou de Jager, Ibn Etzebeth, Peter Steftetois, possibly that Warren. Mostert. Mozart, him as well. Uh, so what's that many. number eight? Warren, Waitland or uh, oh, Waitland, Whitley, Warren Whitley, maybe or something. Um, <sighs> the fuck's his name? Who? Newland's gone, isn't he? No, he's still playing. Oh Christ! So if they had him as well. I think Watson off the bench, though, would be a solid one. Who are you trying to remember there, Sam? Second row, is it? He's a number eight. I think his name is Warren Whitley. Warren Whitley. Warren, <laughs> Warren Whitley, yeah. He wasn't on the bench in the World Cup. What is this? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I've Googled 2019 World Cup final teams, and it gives me a link to JD Sports. Are crying out <laughs> for peeps. Vermeulen. Dwayne Vermeulen, yeah. Not an absolute unit. Yeah, monster. Oh, here we go. Willie. Willie LaRue. Cheslin Colby. Um, Damien no. Delende, Macazzoli, Pollard, Faf de Clerk. Oh, we need to show him up. Yeah, nasty little bugger. And here we've absolutely completely forgot Khaleesi. Yeah. Bloody hell. These Bongi and Banambi started the World Cup final. That is such a cool name, isn't it? Yeah. Bongi Banambi. Banambi. Bongi and Banambi. Bongi and Banambi. To be fair, all South African names are pretty cool. Like Malherb. Diag. Willie LaRue. <laughs> Willie LaRue sauce with lasagna. Oh. <laughs> so look at that. Like... So they own my... Oh, on the bench. God. What the hell? They had they had three back rows on the bench. Or like a second row, two second rows and a back row on the bench. Mm. That's like, we've got to compete with that as well. And a full front row. Who are all on enough. within, they're all on within 50 minutes. <laughs> that picture minutes. of Steven. <laughs> picture of Steven. He's there, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Mohawk. He's nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, so here we go. So they had Dwayne Vermeulen, Peter Steftitois. So Steftitois is like six foot six. Gleesey's pretty much six foot five, something like that. Four, three. He's tall. Two. <laughs> Luigi Jagger, even Etzebeth. They're both fucking six foot eight, six foot nine. Yeah. And then they had RG Simon. He's six foot eight, nine. Franco Mozart, he's at least six foot six. Francois Francois Lowe, he's probably six foot two, three, four, something like that. But like to bring three of those lads on. Yeah. Oh bloody ruckus. Yeah, and then who are we bringing on? Laws, Watson, 
Uh, like, we don't we have gonna, those options. Yeah, like we'll have our substitute prop is going to be either Mako Vinopola, Win Jones, or Sutherland. You know, substitute hooker Jamie George, Ken Owens, uh, Luke Count Dickey. Try head prop to come on as a replacement, Andrew Porter. And then we'll have like Courtney Laws. Johnny Hill, as you said. Yeah, that would be like matching them to bring on Courtney Laws and Johnny Hill. And and then Hamish Watson or someone like that. Or Jack Conan or something. Yep. And then they have that Herschel Yanchis and Francois Stein. Francois Stein's still around. I think he's retired at this stage. Yeah. Must be. So old. Well, not so old, but he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Do you reckon Lewis Reese Samuel will get any get a look in? Bench, maybe? Yeah. It might depend on form in the, in the warm-ups. Mm. Um, and leading and injuries. Yeah, there will be a lot. Like you said, there will be a lot of, a lot of injuries. <clears throat> like, even on that 2009 Lions tour, even during the match, who did we lost? Like, Adam Jones, Gethin sure. Jenkins... Um, O'Driscoll, I think. Yeah, O'Driscoll went out for concussion. Steve Ferris was let go earlier on. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they lost both their props in the same match. I was watching some uh, the highlights from the Super Rugby Finals and in the Chiefs Crusaders one in the Super Rugby out the row. Uh, just before half time, uh I don't know, have you did you see it? I didn't. Uh, I've seen the tries but I haven't seen um Oh yeah. That try where I don't know who's the ten for the Chiefs. Um Oh it's Gatland. Gatland, Bryn Gatland, yeah. Gatland through a like no look offload to Mackenzie, like didn't even know where he was. He just threw up because they had like a man over advantage. And it was like perfectly mm-hmm. went into Mackenzie's hands, and he just ran into the corner and like put it down with one one hand. And the commentator was like, "Oh, bit of razzle dazzle before half time." As such a <laughs> such a typical like super rugby commentator. Bit of razzle dazzle. It was an unreal match though. It was. What were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to say what was on the menu today, boys. Saturday night dinner. Nothing nothing fancy now, I'll be honest. Well, what was it? We'll be the judge of that, thanks. Cowboy supper. What's a cowboy supper? I thought you'd know that a, a man with roots in the northern part of Ireland. Could mean anything. Uh, what do you think a cowboy supper is? Cowboy. 
cowboy. You cowboy shopper there, Sam. Mashed potato, fried fried potato bread and scallions. Not quite. You got one of the ingredients correct. Potatoes? Yeah. Beans? Yeah. Baked beans? Yeah, beans, spuds. Sausages? Yeah, that's the one. Bangers and mash? More or less bangers and mash with beans, yeah. But why didn't you just call it bangers and mash? Because I thought you'd be familiar with the cowboy supper. No. I'm familiar with bangers (laughs) and mash. I think everyone's familiar with bangers and mash. Well, I'm afraid it's not bangers and mash. It's cowboy supper. It's it's Northern Ireland. A meal of sausages, baked beans, and chips or mashed potatoes. Oh, there you go. Yep. It's it's when I type it in, it's uh, a Northern Ireland staple. Did you have gravy as well? No, just beans, chips, and sausages. Not not exactly a hearty, well, it was hearty, not exactly a healthy meal, but uh, they were good quality sausages. Sorry? Did you do chips? No, nah, they're roasties. Uh, roast potatoes. Oh, nice. Roasties, yeah. Yeah. Um, and why did you think I would know that? Because of your family heritage in the Northern Ireland. Oh, right, okay. Is that not a fair assumption to make? Eh, I've never lived there. Well, I mean, I played a cricket match once in Northern Ireland, and typically the halftime teas will be things like sandwiches you know, scones, the kind of stuff that's light and doesn't stick in your stomach. But on this occasion, they provided us with the cowboy supper at the teas. So we had to go out in the field in the sun in (laughs) Northern Ireland with a belly full of chips and sausages. (laughs) Were you playing cricket today? No, no. This was back in the day. You could play. Cricket is probably one of the best games to ever socially distance. Yeah, completely yeah. possible. The, the lads the lads last night, they were playing um, they were training. The cricket lads were training last night and, and I was watching them just thinking like what a, what a perfect sport to play in a pandemic. Yeah, ideal. You have to sanitise the ball every time though, every time you catch it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you could have, that everyone could just use their own ball, but then you'd have people <laughs> eating like iron sandpaper on the ball and stuff like that. Oh! <laughs> people like iron. When they get the sandpaper on the ball and just say, oh, it's just, I was just fixing the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mate, pull the other one, will ya? Show us your pocket. Do you have anything in your pockets when you're playing cricket, Aaron? A rag, often. A rag? Yeah. What kind of rag? Just a little bit of an old tea towel or a little bit of a kind of dishcloth. Oh, yeah. Clean the fingies. Huh? Clean the fingies. Just get the fingers dried up, yeah, and nice and and grippy for when you're bowling spin or... Because you can get sweaty, especially with, like, sun cream on your hands or just long... Long days in the sun, so yeah. 
makes sense. And do you wear a baseball cap? Yeah, I actually wear a big sun hat, the cricket hat. Oh, you wear a big cricket hat. Hmm. Does that get in the way when you're bowling? Yeah, you take it off for that. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes you have to you wear, wear it the... in bed as well. The sun hat? Yeah, if it's very warm in Spain, you need to wear that to keep the sun off you. Oh, at night, going to bed? Yeah. Oh, you want extra protection, yeah? Yeah. Does that mean you wear sun cream on your nose in bed too? No. Yeah, I suppose that means opening up a new tub and using all of that. How many nose applications do you get out of a tub of sun cream, Aaron? <laughs> in the hundreds, I'd say. Oh, so one tub of sun cream would last you the season? Well, without a doubt, yeah. Can't be applying very much then. It's not often that sunny in Ireland. Yeah, but I'd be very. I'd be much like yourself, and I'd be quite uh, sun safe savvy. Yeah. So I'd be put. I put some cream on, even at most ridiculous times. Yeah, so would I, in fairness. Huh, Jeff? Even on an overcast day. Especially on an overcast day. (laughs) Gotta be careful. It's it's even worse. It's even worse getting burnt on an overcast day. It is. Because when you you have your shower in the evening and that fucking bright red skein pops up. Don't want that. And you walk down to the bar with the fucking burnt skein and it was an overcast day. Fresh lobster. Fresh lobster. What are you playing at? Getting sunburnt on a day like today. Uncle Mick would be pissed off with you. He would. Oh, I love Hardy Bucks. What's, what's, what's rim jobs? What's a rim job? I actually saw a thing there on Twitter during the week. It's like each friend group is one of these. And it was a picture of Sam and Buzz, Eddie, and. Um, French toast or something. Which one do you reckon you'd be? If it was a Hardy book? Yeah, Eddie, I'd say. Nah. Let me think. Eddie. So we've, we've got Eddie, Oz, French toast. Buzz, or sorry, uh, the boo, salmon, uh, salmon, Uncle Mick, Uncle Mick, Aloysius. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> Seamus Mortimer. Um, what about you? Oh, Scorpio, Scorpio, oh. Man. Francis Higgins. We forgot. Oh yeah, the Viper. Uh, there's a couple of there's loads more lads that are just on the outskirts. Um, Kofi, American guy. Kofi. 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 Sim card. The American guy. Oh. Uh, 
Um, and then F- Francis Higgins is henchman as well, stateside. <laughs> stateside. Sorry, yes, I say. Yeah. That's that's the main crew, anyway. Yeah. So now. I need to think. I can't think of one for myself first. I need to think of what Jeff would be, or what you would Jeez. be, Aaron, to try and work it out. Mhm. Have you seen Hardy Books, Jeff? No. What? Get on Netflix and watch it. Are you I think serious, I tried to watch Jeff? It. I think I tried to watch it years ago, and it just annoyed me. Oh my God, Jeff! Sorry. Watch, watch, watch like season one, the old YouTube clips. Hmm. Watch them, man. Doesn't sound convinced. <laughs> I can tell from his voice. <laughs> You'd be such a good Hardy Box character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd only be copying the lads. But you could be singing your You Don't Say Supermarché and all that. <laughs> oh, You Don't Say Supermarché, yeah. Yeah. Um, all of the catchphrase. Let us know yeah. how it goes. They pretty much do, Jeff. He, um, Jeff might be Salmon. Oh. He does get the prettiest girl. Girl. Well, but I think there's a ghost in the attic, but it's actually Salmon with his missus. Oh, my God. I watched that with my dad. Oh. <laughs> what did he say? He said it was, he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Is that, was that the Christmas special, no? Um... No, sorry, the Christmas special was only the turkey that was alive. Yeah, and that was when the government was giving out cheese, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think Jeff is going. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to be like salmon. Salmon, yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd say look him up there, Jeff. Look up salmon from Hardy yeah. Books. You won't be disappointed. Maybe you could share your like screen. Some knowledge. Um. Yeah. I'm sharing screen now. Is there one of the whole crew? There they are. There. I just wanted to know the photo of old salmon. <laughs> you better. There have he a, is. A rocking, rocking personality. Oh, he does. Mm. We met Uncle Mick, Jeff. That's Uncle Mick there. Oh my god, these are all, they're not just photos, (laughs) they're links to all sorts. Oh my god. Where'd you meet him? What? Oh, come on. Will it give us the photos here? Protagonists. 
other characters. All right, so here we SIM go. Card. Yeah, SIM card is good, lad. Now, Oh, cowboy. Who's the American guy? Cowboy, for fuck's sake. Ah, yeah. Crowbar. Lexus. We forgot Lexus. Oh yeah, it's chained up. Crowbar, one of the Schleigo boys. Garda Coffee, Garda Kofi. This shady Ganley. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Local man who was raised by crows. <laughs> That's probably my fucking cousin. <laughs> That's what we should call him, Jeff. Your uncle has come to this party, you know, just be wary. Which one? Shady. <laughs> okay, so there was Eddie, Buzz, French Toast, The Boo, and then The Viper, Stateside, Dragon, Viper 2... And Jimmy the Hammer. And you've got Sama, Svetvana, Big Mick, Eugene Maloney, Eddie's uncle, Seamus Mortimer. Yeah, he's a bad man. I reckon I reckon Jeff is either the Boo or Salmon. Yeah, good Why? shave. Because the boo is a fitness lover with a mysterious past. Oh, that... Uh, okay. I'm definitely mm. mysterious, but I wouldn't be a fitness lover now. Ah. And which was the other one? Salmon. Okay. <laughs> Would you be able to show Jeff a picture of Salmon? I saw him. Did you? Yeah. Salmon fish cakes. <laughs> oh, come on, put on one of his videos so you can see the delivery. <laughs> you don't see those glasses much these days, do you? <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> uh. He looks like every bus driver in Ireland ever, doesn't he? Hmm? He looks like every bus driver in Ireland. He does, yeah. That style. Hold on, we'll get the full style. You don't want a bit of video one. See that, Jeff? (laughs) That's the style you want. You want the thumb in the old bed loop. (laughs) Leather jacket. And the, and, the, and the black shoes with the jeans like that. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of you And you got the point and the old cap. There you go. That's the style there Good now. Good posture as well. Oh, yeah. Right. Really hunched over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a club orange. And a really small hat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have it's your the flat hat? bit as well. Some good style there now. You did you have them as school shoes, Jeff? Did you? Probably, yeah. How many pairs of school shoes did you go through? You reckon in your in your tenure? At least like three or four. 
you know, when, when your feet are getting style. bigger. Yeah. I don't think I really cared. Uh, whatever was going. I always wanted shoes that were very comfortable. Hmm. I didn't mind how they looked. There's mm. the practical engineer coming out. I know we were sitting down in class for a lot of the time, but I walked I walked to and from school most of the time. So after how long was that walk? Like twenty minutes? Um, might be shy of half an hour. Yeah. But when you're like when you've had a full day of school, rugby training, it's like half six, and then you walk home. Yeah. You're home at seven o'clock. You need comfortable shoes at that stage of the day. Whereas I was home at five minutes past four. <laughs> Probably not even. You don't want to be the studying now. You don't want to be the studying. That's that. You could dress up like that for Halloween, Jeff. <laughs> I'd be afraid it would. It would just look like a. I normally dress like that. <laughs> Give the wrong impression. I tell you what. I was in Marks and Spencer's today. Trying to do a bit of clothes shopping. And I was looking for a light summer jacket. Just a just a light yeah. summer jacket that you can just throw on over a t shirt. And they had they had loads in Marks and Fancy, so I was kinda of going through them all. And I picked up this one, it's kinda of like beige. And I put I, I tried it on the shop even though you're not meant to try on the clothes and this owl fella mm-hmm. came up to me and said ah you're not meant to try the clothes on and I said and I said I'm pretty 100% sure I'm going to buy this one and he said alright oh, okay well that's alright then if you're definitely going to buy it and then when I took it off to kind of take it up and with me I noticed that there was like a kind of like a white stain on the shoulder <laughs> so I said I'll be damned if I fucking take this so I put it back on the rack and took a different one. <clears throat> and he said, what the hell are you doing? I said, there's stains on that one. I can't take that. And he said, oh, right, right, okay. And then he took it away with him. So then... Was this staff member, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so then random. I went up, paid for it. And then she said, oh, do you want a bag? And I said, yeah, yeah. And then I, 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 and then she was about to fold up the jacket, and I said, "Nah, nah I'm going to put it on now." So I gave her my hoodie that I was wearing, and she folded that up and put it in the bag. <laughs> she didn't just hand me the bag, like put the hoodie in. That she just she she took it, folded my hoodie up that I've been wearing. She uh, just wouldn't say anything. Yeah, folded it up, put it in the bag for me, and then handed it over and put the receipt in the bag. And I said, thank you. Nice. And then she took Good the service. label off for me as well. Because I had the label sticking out of the back of the collar, and she pulled it off for me. And Ooh. then off I went. And then uh, I Did you say you looked good in that? Huh? Did she say you looked well in it? No, she didn't. 
Oh. I, I walked out and there's like three flights of escalators down the middle of the building. And uh, I was kind of, I was looking at my reflection on the glass as I was going down. And I was kind of like, this jacket, like this jacket's like, like something an old person would wear. It, it looks such a boring old jacket. Like I've definitely seen old granddads wearing this. And then I walked out onto the street and then I kind of, I was kind of looking at myself at a shop window and I was going, bloody hell, this jacket makes me look about 60. Nice. <laughs> and then I thought, God, what did I do that for? Why did I get that? Like, was it the pressure of the whole COVID trying it on thing, or was it just an impulse buy? But I look like, I look like a 60, 70 year old granddad in this coat. And then I, I, I kept on walking anyway. You've got it all to look forward to. Well, this is it. I thought, geez, I'll get a long wear out of this one. <laughs> I'm going to have this jacket for 45 years. <laughs> Good but then, boy. But then I, I kept on walking. I said, I said, you know what I said to myself? What? Just got to own it. I've got to own wearing this jacket. I've got yeah. to own it. I've got to wear it with confidence and style. Yeah, if you're not going to bring it back, just... Just fucking wear it. Yeah. Wear wear it with conviction. And, and mm. wear it with the right clothes. And, uh, yeah. I, and you know what? I haven't thought about it since. And I still... Think about that today. <laughs> <laughs> it was Crystalia that came into my head. Yeah, that sounds like a Crystalia story. Because I was listening to his podcast on the way down, and, you know, he was like, does this jacket make me look like an old man? Yes. <laughs> does it make me feel slow and old? Yes. Is was that this okay? a bad port yes. purchase? Maybe. Yeah, was it? Would you would you return the jacket if you had the chance? Yes. <laughs> Is everything okay? Yes. Am I gonna bring it back? No. <laughs> yeah, just got to own it. That's fucking it. <laughs> Looking at this guy as well. He well, he's got <clears throat> he's got quite stylish clothes on, but the fit is all wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the, like if the cuff if, on that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sail. That's that's definitely a um. There we go. That's a better angle of it. There, it's um. It's a dress shirt. Yeah. Yeah. To have cups like that must be a dress shirt. And I wonder was he invited to a wedding maybe a decade ago <laughs> and he wore that shirt to it and then he just somehow just slung the jacket over it. Yeah. Or he had to buy the shirt for the wedding and then he didn't ever dream about buying another shirt. Sure, I've got this one. 
So now he wears a dress shirt with the top buttons open, the cuffs coming out with over, and then a leather jacket over it. But I mean, if if Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth or someone like that took those clothes that he's wearing, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Is he on a radio presenter, the ginger lad? No, the guy who plays Captain America. Chris Evans. Is his name Chris Evans? I think it is. Well, I it is, you're right, yeah. Right. I certainly don't mean Chris Evans, the radio <laughs> DJ. Top gear. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chris Evans, the other TV presenter. Yeah. You type in Chris no, Evans. No, the other one. The other Chris Evans. I know, yeah, but you type in Chris Evans. This is who you get. Ugh. This is who you get when you type it in. Type in Chris Evans' Top Gear. Yes. Rick Astley. So, if he was wearing those clothes and that he just wore them better, do you or do you not agree that it's a totally different setup? If if he stood with your back straight as well, it would make a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he stood up straight and was clean. Yeah. Holding a, a glass of wine instead of pint of Guinness. Mm. Yeah. You've been listening to the Cheers Jeff podcast.